The Blaze Podcast by your favorite host, Oyema Daisy. Welcome to the second episode of the Blaze Podcast. Today we have in the house architect Lord Kaduma, who happens to be one of the founding members of Blaze Inc. Lot is also a director of BIM Africa. And at the moment, Lot is an Erasmus scholar for BIM A+. So currently, Lot joined from Portugal while I am in Nigeria. It's good to have Lot in the house today. And today, we'll be talking about housing and the circular economy, opportunities for Africa's economic transformation. So Mr. Lot, I'm glad to have you in the house today. How is Portugal today? Hello, Onyema. Hi to, to the listeners. Uh, thank you for having me here. And yeah, Portugal is a bit uh, cold, cold and sunny and and wet at the same and dry at the same time. So it's a it's a it's a mixture of different microcosms of the weather that that have not been used to. So, but I'm getting by. Thank you. Wow, that's interesting to hear. And interestingly, I guess we're actually on the same time zone, right? No, we are one hour difference. Portugal is one hour behind uh, West African time. Okay, that's great. So today, as we're talking about housing and circular economy, I would like to ask what exactly is circular economy? Because I guess most of the listeners might have heard that before, but they want to find out what exactly is the secular economy. So can you shed more light on what exactly is secular economy? Okay, the circular economy has some key attributes that distinguishes it from the conventional, the traditional, or in quote, linear economy. Basically, a circular economy is an economic model where you shift from the make and waste outputs towards a system where inputs and outputs do not turn into waste and every form of production is introduced back into the, the supply chain. For example, if you look at the idea behind economic activity, you have two key aspects of the activity. You have production and consumption. And because we have a system where finite resources are used and needed to produce products that's for human consumption. Over the centuries, uh, we've come to understand that this has over overreaching impacts, not just on the environment, but also on the overall efficiency of the economy. So because of the need to shift from wasteful wasteful mode of, uh, models of production and towards a greener, sustainable and responsible model of production and consumption. This brought to the idea, this brought the idea of the circular economy. The circular economy, just like I said, is distinguished from a linear economy where raw materials that are used for production do not end into waste. Instead, you have a situation where this same outputs of the product get put back into the production cycle to be reused over over long longer periods of the lifetime. And why is this important? Because 
without you reduce the strain, especially in the context of increasing population growth across the globe, you reduce the strain on the earth resources and it's also a good approach to reverse the current impacts of this, you know, climate change. This is simple and straightforward when you understand the concept behind the traditional approach to production, where raw materials turn into products which now turn into waste that are not reused but end up as waste products that pollute the environment and cause a lot of damage within the ecosystem. Then you understand the importance of shifting to a circular economy where we do not have waste, where waste does not exist. Instead, outputs from production turn into inputs and raw materials for the next phase of production and we have a better a closed system both for our lifestyle, the environment and also it makes sense for economic output because if you don't need to source materials in a fragmented way, then you can be able to build your products more efficiently and reduce costs. So obviously this cuts across various sectors that impact the environment. So this goes beyond the housing sector, I suppose. Yes, it goes beyond the housing sector. Every every sector, every sector that deals with production and consumption. Okay, definitely. So can you give us some overview on the potential impacts of the circular economy to Africa's development? What potential impacts does this circular economy have on Africa's development? Yeah, good question. Basically, when you look at the current context around Africa's economic development, we understand that Africa's growth in in a sense has been stifled by so many factors. And one of those factors is the lack of adequate uh, infrastructure. As it stands, when it comes to access to electricity in the whole world, Africa has has about two-thirds of the overall percentage of the world that has no access to adequate electricity. I can understand how modern economics work. One key ingredient to economic output in any modern modern society is the ability to generate sufficient energy to drive production. When you look at it from different aspects to reliable transport, reliable and efficient transportation, so these are key areas that Africa is currently lacking. But Africa remains the target for for a potential economic boom as there are so many factors that would drive that. First and foremost is young population and rapid population growth. These are key indicators that if well utilized will provide the needed economy. So when you look at the connection between infrastructure supply and economic growth, you get to understand that Africa has a major gap to fill. Africa also has the opportunity to meet the infrastructure demands in a green and sustainable way. 
these are the opportunities that we could see and tie African economic growth to the secular economy. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty clear because obviously we have a lot of gaps in terms of infrastructure and we also have a burgeoning population. So obviously it's clear that secular economy will play a very huge role to Africa's development. So now I want to focus a bit on the housing sector. How do you think housing can contribute to this secular economy? Right, thank you once again. We have to look at housing as as a part of the economy, economic activity. Remember, like I mentioned before, one of the key factors of money is production and consumption. Apart from the need for clothing and and food, access to shelter should be the third most important need of human beings. And why is that so? Housing is not just about covering, about having a roof over your head. But housing also has a strong influence on the well-being and overall economic output of the society. When you have better access to housing or better access to shelter, these get to learn and develop better and adults tend to be more productive, which tends to have an variety positive impact on the economy. And if you look at the aspect of the job generation, uh, housing and construction still remains one of the biggest uh, contribu- contributors to employment in any economy. And, yeah, when, yeah. And, and when you look so right from the beginning of humanity, housing is, apart from agriculture, housing is a major economic activity. Coming down to our current times, how housing contributes to a circular economy still goes back to the understanding of how circular products, the life cycle of circular products, but the house on its own is a physical product that is a combination of different assemblies of uh, components from the roof, the shell, the walls, the foundation, the lighting products, and every single part of the building that makes it run as a system. A house on its own is a product, and the production, the production process for delivering housing in a linear approach has had a strong impact on not just the economy, also the environment because buildings and infrastructure have been shown to be major contributors to the greenhouse gases, waste and pollution and overall uh, climate change. But because we are looking at this from a systems approach, what would be the benefits when we integrate the circular production approach into the development and use of building products? It was really important to look at homes or buildings as products because of yeah. course they, they are products. So when you're able to, re, to realign the production and consumption of building products from the masonry bricks to the cables, to the cables, furniture and fittings, the, the tiles, facades, every single part part of the of the building that is a product. When you are able to realign its production from the linear raw materials to waste approach to the circular raw materials 
to product and back as raw materials. When you're able to realign and reimagine production of housing products in a circular way, then you, uh, you begin to see, have a better understanding on how far building products can be a great influence of the green economy in a wider perspective. Yeah, because housing is obviously interconnected with every other industry. But there's the backward and forward linkages that comes into play during the construction, as well as during the usage of these houses. So it's quite interesting to see how housing connects with the circular economy. So now, in recent times, digital transformation has been disrupting every major sector in the world today. How do you see digital transformation enabling housing as well as circular economy in Africa? Yes, thank you. This is equally an important question because we are beginning to see an alignment between the digital sphere and the physical sphere. How does that work? We live in a world where in the past decades, we've seen a huge influence of digitization in every aspect of human society and the global economy. The uptake of smartphones the, and access to the internet have brought huge transformation in the way people interact with each other through social media and also how business businesses operate through digital commerce, commerce and banking. And because we are expecting to see a larger uptake of digital products within uh, the global economy as we move into the fourth industrial revolution, where you have an intersection between physical and digital systems. We now begin, begin to see how the influence of smart devices, connected devices, the Internet of Things, cloud computing and artificial, artificial intelligence and robotics, how these new systems will change and influence economic production and not just influence the way humans live, live communities and acts, but also influence the very core of economic production. So when we look at this from the angle of housing, where due to the integration of digitalization within production, you begin to see every single part of the global economy completely connected through digital devices. We're no longer talking about phones or computers that are connected, but every single product, because we're talking about smart devices, smart products, from walls or, or surfaces of the building to the, pav to the pavements on the streets, and even the entire square, and you begin to see the rise of smart buildings and smart cities, within human societies. How does that influence the way we use our homes and buildings? Because you're shifting from Alexa, which is a small device, to the entire building itself. And because you have because you have buildings that are smart and autonomous and are able to think for themselves, you have a great opportunity to regulate how the building is built from the very point where building is created and assembled and used, you have the opportunity to use 
through digitization to be able to regulate and control the processes in the way that the buildings act efficiently and you will able to close the loop and remove any form of processes that will lead to waste and inefficiencies in, in production and consumption. And by doing that in a sense, where you have building products that can be created and assembled without waste and used and reused, because building products in a sense tend to last over different lifetimes. When buildings are smart and autonomous, it is possible to reduce the waste and inefficiencies that, that occur and in a sense have a stronger impact in the economy because when you have cleaner buildings, you have consumption of renewable sources in energy and resources that are generated within the building throughout its life cycle, you are able to reduce reduce waste and drive greater efficiencies within the entire economic system. So this utilization of housing products, this is how they can it can help to drive a green economy because with smart and autonomous buildings you are able to achieve a well aim of a cleaner and greener economy in all. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting because IoT devices are getting more connected by the day and they're also beginning to offer insights over how we deliver these buildings and especially how people experience these buildings as well. And I also believe that the insights that we are, we are getting over time from this connectedness of these devices will also help us to improve both how people experience these facilities and also how we improve on the future buildings as well as the wider economy which goes beyond the housing sector. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so thank you very much for that. So the next thing I want to now look at is the opportunities that will emerge from the uptake of this circular economy or circular products and housing products in Africa. So what opportunities do you think will emerge from the uptake of this circular economy across Africa? Yeah, that's a good one. And I think as construction professionals, this is where is also a good attention. Basically, there are so many opportunities that will arise from the delivery, from the development and delivery, and also the utilization of circular housing products. First, the investment pool of investment opportunities for entrepreneurs and states and real estate portfolio managers. It's wide because we we have a general push and trend to to meet the demand for housing pro- products in Africa, surely is a gold mine for investors to consider. But also because of the clamor and drive within the international community to shift towards greener, greener ways of consumption and production. Definitely, it is a combination of opportunities that are out there for entrepreneurs and investors because there will be access to funding from international finance mechanisms that are centered and focused on sustainable infrastructure investment will be a real opportunity to look into. And also for the long term, for the long term benefits for an investor, definitely an investment in sustainable housing will definitely provide huge opportunities in the long in the long run. Because 
when you have a building that lasts longer and is run more efficiently, you have wider cost savings and return on value for your assets throughout this use and operation. And also for, for construction professionals, building skills and to be able to deliver services that focus on smart smartphone delivery will be this will be a major major boost because when we see the increasing alignment between digitization and the global economy itself, and also with the clamor for sustainable and responsible production and consumption, surely these are opportunities for construction professionals within the within the African built environment to take and exploit and make the best use of. So these are where I see opportunities and I'm confident that there will be push and push to achieve and make the best out of this this in the long run. Yeah, that's very great. And I also think in addition to that it will bring about a lot of reduction in waste and also increase efficiency in the products that we have out there and also the delivery processes. So obviously there are very great opportunities that can emerge. So thank you very much for the insights you've laid on circular economy. Before you go, I also have some random questions to ask you. Oh. So <laughs> the first one I have is what's your favorite tool or hack in the industry, like it could be a beam software, it could be any tool at all that well, used to improve your productivity generally. Well, I think it might seem basic, but recently I've had a, a strong inclination towards uh, cloud-based, cloud-based file file storage uh, platforms. An example, platforms like OneDrive and Dropbox. You'll be amazed to see how efficient and stress-free and, and it's an easy go in your life would be when you switch from the from, from a lo- local file file distance storage system to a cloud-based storage and sharing system. I seem basic, but it's really... Yeah, I completely helpful. agree with you. Someone like me, I do most of my work from the browser. I type from the browser. I access most of my documents from the browser. So obviously, I, I agree with you on that. So the second question I have is, what's your favorite movie or series in recent time? I know you you watch some movies and series from time to time. So what's your favorite movie or series that you watched in recent time? Okay, well, I haven't had enough. I haven't had enough time to watch movies uh, recently, but I'll say a movie that actually drew my attention, where that was really exciting. For me, in the past year, what I think is a movie ch- titled "I Am Mother." It was okay. We have several. I Am Mother, and and I also, uh, also have um, Ready Player One. These are sci-fi and and future that project the future the future regarding where humanity goes and how so many impacts on digitization and the potential and, it's, and the poten- potential degeneration of natural environment would influence either from a nuclear either from a nuclear nuclear war or an economic or an economic uh, meltdown how this could 
rapidly shifts. So it just gives a bit of a, a gloomy but somewhat realistic uh, angle in which where the world could be going to if we do not make the right choices. So, but nonetheless, I find that to be kind of fascinating, even though it might be gloomy, but it's good to actually be a bit of a, a what do you call it? A bit a of a, Yeah, yeah, it's actually a warning for, and I know Elon Musk also made, uh, made, that, this, made that call to the uh, to society that okay yes we need to be we need to make the right choices and ensure that even in the midst of the potential for great for great development and transformation transformation of this in all the quality of human society we also need to look at the, the, the long term impact yeah the specific impacts and impact and make sure we make the right choices so it was a good, it was a good and thrilling, thrilling movie. Uh, this was a good and thrilling movies, and I would definitely want to watch over and over again. Okay, that's great to hear. Yeah, I haven't watched much movies in the past one year. I've been busy with so many things, but well, from time to time, yeah, time to time, I watched some movies as well. Yeah. So thank you very much for the insight. So I think I'll just summarize what we've discussed today. So first of all, it's a lot started by defining what exactly is circular economy because not everybody really understands what exactly is circular economy. And then after that, he was able to provide an overview of the potential impacts of the circular economy on the Africa's development at large, right? The wider impact of the circular economy. And then he was able to also shed some light on how housing can contribute to circular economy. And then he was able to highlight some impact of digitalization and digital transformation of the housing industry and how that can enable circular economy across Africa. And then he ended by also pointing some opportunities that will emerge from the uptake of circular housing products in Africa. So it's been quite an amazing conversation with architect Lotz, who is currently master's or an Erasmus scholar in the A plus right now in Portugal. So, Lord Skadima, it's a pleasure to have you in the house today, and um, we also look forward to having you in the subsequent episodes of this podcast. So, before you go, I don't know if you have any other thing to say, maybe an advice or contribution or whatever you can chip in before we run up. Yeah, thank you again, Okayima. It was really a great time having such a brainstorming session with you and I'll always look forward to uh, such level of discourse. Well, just to wrap it up, all I can say is a world as we know it is transforming and there are great opportunities out there for us, especially as a young as a young continent with a vibrant youthful population. So as a as a word of advice, uh, my word my word of advice would focus on the young on the young uh, young young people in Africa because the future is ours and we have the opportunities to make a better a better way forward for our people and society. 
but we have to start from within and when we're willing to work together and deal with ourselves, we will be able to make the necessary change and growth that, that is need, needed for the general development of Africa and the globe at large. And thank you once again, Oyema. Yeah, thank you very much. And I, I believe that the secular economy will also bring about a systemic approach to these changes. So yeah, definitely. Exactly. It was, it was nice having you in the house, Mr. Lot. We look forward to have you in subsequent episodes. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, so thank you for tuning in today to this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Blaze podcast so that you'll be notified whenever we drop a future episode. So in the coming weeks, we'll also be having more interviews and discussions with thought leaders in the industry, ranging from the academia to the practicing professionals to you know thought leaders across the industry and discussing so many topics that will shedding a lot of light on the african market and industry so i'll see you in the next episode the blaze podcast by your favorite host Oyema daisy